And the biggest argument is everyone else is able to do this, watches this, everyone. The, the word is always everyone. Everyone. And just to let you know, it's not true. It's not true. It's, not it's true. a myth. Welcome to the Transform Podcast. My name is Andrew Farhat. And in this podcast, what we do is we consider what it looks like to follow Jesus, to be committed to a Christ-centered worldview, This podcast is for you if you are seeking what that might look like or if you have already committed your life to Jesus Christ. All right, so let's jump in to some more nitty gritty. Um, So I would say this again, it's okay to say no. Uh, That's an important point today. I look back on some things that I watched when I was a child Mm -hmm. And I wish, I wish my parents monitored me more because I was downstairs with the TV in the, in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. and I was watching some horror movies with some things that I still remember right now. Yikes. And I wish I could unwatch it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Facebook post the other day from somebody influential and they said, what's a movie which you wish you can unwatch? <laughs> and everybody had something. Wow. And... Um, I think it disturbed me um, in ways I probably don't even know. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I guess what I would say is it's okay. Like even my friends who are the most secular atheists wish their parents monitored them a little bit more than what we had growing up where I did. Um, And so also I would say this, it's a good idea for screens to be a public thing for the mm-hmm. sake of accountability. And because there is a lot there, mm-hmm. there is a lot that's accessible there. And easy to stumble upon without even. Without even trying. And yeah, being intentional about it. So it is helpful to have it public. <laughs> right. So each, each of your children, probably not the wisest thing to put a TV in each of their rooms so that they can access whatever they want on YouTube. Um, Probably wouldn't recommend that. No. <laughs> um, so um, you are in authority. Um, it is okay to monitor, to teach, to debrief. The class is always in session. And they're going to say things like, is this another teaching moment? And then you have to say, yes, that's my role as that God gave me to you as your parent. And so I'm going to teach you everything I know. And then when you are 18, you're going to likely move out. And then hopefully I gave you a lot of tools so you can be (laughs) successful in this world. And the biggest argument is everyone else is able to do this, watches this, everyone. The the word is always everyone. Everyone. And just to let you know, it's not true. It's not true. It's a myth. We can, (laughs) hey, parents, we get to set the stage and partner together here. So if you are like giving your child a cell phone uh, when they're really young, man, help me out. Help me out here. Like we can partner together and do this thing. Um, So it's not true, but it's not true. Uh, Not every child has a cell phone in elementary school. No. Not every child has a cell phone when they're in sixth grade. No. So we need to uh, be able to assert ourselves. And just because everyone else is doing something, is that why you should do it? No. no of course not. But, you know, for kids, that's uh, not always going to be Not easy. All right. So 
You have authority as parents. And that's the big point. God gave it to you. Don't get overpowered. They're going to want to overpower you and say, we got the power. Mm-hmm. We're going to watch this. We're going to pout. And if you don't let us watch this, then mm-hmm. don't lose your power. God's given it to you. He hasn't given it to them. All right. Now, what happens when they get to middle school, though? Mm-hmm. See, because now they're getting to middle school. They're getting a little bit older. And middle school is a difficult time. So we'll just stop right there and just say middle school is hard. Was it easy for you? No, it was terrible. It was hard for all of us, right? Your body's starting to change. Um, like if you stay, yeah, so your body's starting to change. Um, you're trying to figure out who you are as a person. Your social world becomes much more important. Your social world becomes more important. Mm-hmm. You know, some of your friends start to get a cell phone. Yes. Right? So again, what is the goal of these years? You're trying to help them steward the gift of screens and the gift of relationships, the gift of accessing content and teach them how you do it. Teach them uh, what's good for them. Teach them what you think is going to be a blessing to them. Um, Continue to show them how to access good content um, and how to stay away from garbage that isn't going to bless your day, isn't going to bless your mood. Um, So I think you just keep going after it. Um, Okay, let's hit on social media and texting. (laughs) Just so you know, we've mastered this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We haven't. But what I would say is this. Here's a guideline for parents. Eighth grade is probably a good age. This is a guideline, not a rule, just a guideline to consider getting them a phone. Um, You want them to be able to be good stewards of their cell phone. How are they going to learn? You also want to be able to access them because they're going to start to be um, doing more sleepovers Mm -hmm. and whatever they're going to be doing. Um, So eighth grade is is good. Um, And then in ninth grade, high schools do a lot of communication through cell phones uh, they do a lot of homework through cell phones. So yeah, by ninth would, grade, you're, they're going to have to have one. I would say, yeah, at our daughter's school, like they couldn't probably function in school without a cell phone. If you're looking for a cell phone provider that only does texting and has no access to social media, you could check in with Gab Wireless um, if that is something you're interested in. Um, we don't recommend flip phones because here's why, just just my opinion. Um it's going to really be hard for them to use a flip phone to do what they need to do. And they're going to hate you and then they're going to want a, a better phone. So if you want to just save yourself the drama, which we went through. Yeah, we tried it. <laughs> we tried it and it failed. Um, you could just get them the real thing and say, here, here, here's an iPhone. Um, here's how you use it. Here's how you could be a good steward of it. Here's some things to uh, we caution you about. Here's some ways you can use it for a blessing in your life. You know, teach them how to do it. Um, social media. Okay, puke. Um, sorry. <laughs> see, see what's happened. Do you see what I did right there? Yeah. I kind of am like I villainized it. Yeah, you did. See, coming in I'm old, hip- old fogey. I'm an old hypocrite. <laughs> see, I use it. That's the thing. I That's know. why I'm a hypocrite. I know. So social media. 
So first thing I would say is we're going to tell you about Snapchat and then you can determine as a parent if you're like, no. Or you can determine as a parent, here's how you can use this well. And I don't know all the ins and outs of it, but here's what we can tell you. Uh, the reason why it's such a, a draw and an addiction is because you can send communications and the form that it takes, and then it disappears. Now, in one sense, this is very attractive because as you know, in our digital world, everything's permanent. And if I do or say something stupid and it's permanent, that's embarrassing. Yeah. So the, the positive for children is I can send communication to another friend or acquaintance and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Unless that person <laughs> screenshots it, which is always an option. So it's not foolproof. And if they screenshot it, it will tell the other person. It will notify the original poster that it's been screenshotted. So then children don't want to do it because they don't want to look like they're being a snitch or right. they are like on video surveillance or something like that. But, but what do you guys think as parents might be the challenges of this? Well, if there is any bullying or any predators, um, there's no documentation. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do to, to show that some, something inappropriate is happening here. Correct. So this is the danger of it, and this is why you may say no. Um, why else is it addicting? I think there's a lot of features that make it addicting. Like you get certain like rewards and hearts and stars if you you know snap another person enough times, and then they move up on your list to points of like this is one of my favorite people and then the kids have something called streaks which they send back and forth so you build up your streak of snapping each other once a day for a certain amount of time it's just for kids it's something that gives them a lot of um, of that positive feedback emotionally that causes them just to keep going back to it but it's also it's it's just what the kids use so mm -hmm that is their way of socially engaging with each other is through this app. Like they're not generally exchanging phone numbers anymore. They're exchanging their snap. Like that's how these kids interact with each other. So right. very addictive. It's addictive. And I think one thing that makes it addictive is you're taking probably about 53 selfies in one day and sending it. Um, and so you, as parents, you have to think about the psychological impact of taking that many selfies in a day and how that might be contributing to a me-centered life versus thinking about the other people in the home and your surroundings and what might help other people in the community. Um, but again, here's going back to some more foundational things. I'd say this, what are they longing for? They're longing for an identity. They're longing for approval and they're longing for community. And those are things that social media isn't going to form. Um, the truth is that those things are formed by what God has done for you through Jesus, that you can find your, your faith and your identity in him. You can find your approval from him, and his approval is more than enough. And so the more you can teach them that, drill that into them, that's going to bless them and help them to be more secure in their social media use. Um, and then 
pray for Christian community. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about true followers of Christ that really want to live this thing out and then seek it. And I think that um, we are committing to praying for that. And we're really trying hard on that. Um, and so hopefully by the grace of God, uh, that will be given. Yeah. So um, it's all a work in progress. As you can see, nothing's perfect. No. <laughs> but we're, we're trying and we're working on it. Um, and then a couple other ones we should talk about just quickly are Instagram, TikTok. Seems like Facebook's for us old people. Yeah, kids don't use Facebook anymore. <laughs> okay, they're too cool for Facebook. So Instagram, TikTok, again, um, you want to be looking out for how it's forming them and what you are teaching them is important. So on TikTok, what's important is shooting videos and getting a lot of subscribers or whatever. Uh, if, I, if my language is wrong, whatever. <laughs> um, but it can be another like addiction mm-hmm. of just a lot of videos for then, then what? What's the purpose? Yeah. What's the goal? A lot of mindless viewing with a lot of opportunity for um, inappropriate content. And then Instagram, obviously, with all of the filters and stuff, it's very easy, especially for impressionable young uh, females to have deep body image issues. Mm -hmm. I would say Instagram's about the worst of the worst. It's one thing I've removed from my life completely Mm -hmm. because even as an adult, it made me struggle. And so, you know, my Mm -hmm. my kids, my girls kind of go back on forth on it and making sure that the content when they are using it, that the content is really, you know, like for one of my daughters, she watches volleyball stuff on it and that's about it. But I just, you know, really hammer in like, you don't need to be looking at these filtered photos of other people. It can cause some extreme mental distress. Yeah. So a uh, comparison is inevitable. It's, it's inevitable for adults. I think it's normal to compare. Mm-hmm. But how much more is it going to be an issue when you're that young and you're trying to figure out who you are and what you should look like and you want attention from the opposite sex, et cetera. So Instagram is influential. And so you want to be prepared for all of that. You could choose to say, you know, you're going to do Instagram when you're 18. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. We've chosen to give them like a lot of teaching and then letting them steward it. And it seems like that is going fairly well mm-hmm. and they're on there, but I don't think they use it as much as they use Snapchat, for example, mm-hmm. you know? Correct. So, so in closing, here's what we say. There's that old saying, everything in moderation. Um, it's actually biblical because what does Paul say? Everything's beneficial no, what does he say? I got to remember this verse. Everything is permissible, permissible but not, not everything is helpful. Right. So this is an area of Christian freedom. How can you use it well to the glory of God? Um, put a bowl in the center of the dinner table. Help them to engage at dinner. Help them to develop sk- social skills. And put the cell phone in the bowl. That's put the cell phone. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Good job. Put a bowl in the middle of your dinner table. Put Everybody puts their cell phones there so you can actually have a conversation. Uh, you're gonna If your children are very young, the day is coming where they will not look at you during dinner. So we just want you to know. Um, 
So you can do that. Also, help them to develop good nighttime habits. What are they intaking on their phone right before they go to bed at after 10 p.m.? So uh, what we would encourage is put another place to turn in your phone for the night. Buy them an alarm clock that's not on their phone. And then they don't have to say, oh, well, I need an alarm clock, though. Um, <laughs> that's what they're going to say. Help them to have good skills. Like scientifically, you need to not look at a cell phone before you go to sleep. It's not going to help you sleep. It's science. So help them to sleep because you want them to wake up with energy. They're young. They should have energy. They shouldn't be uh, zombies. I think we're creating zombies because they are on their phones all night and then they don't sleep very well. Okay. Another soapbox. (laughs) Um, Teach them good social skills. Mm -hmm. So when you're in a social setting, you can, you can silence your phone. It's okay. Well, and I think requiring your children to interact with adults in social situations and not isolate with screens is, I think that you can definitely do that as a parent and should. Yeah. So uh, we've seen some kids um, who've never developed that skill and very sadly, they're addicted to drugs now as teenagers. And I think a phone is just like anything else. You can become addicted. And what you want to try to help them with is self-control and stewarding that fruit of the spirit. And so when you do something in moderation, you're teaching self-control and that's a good thing. And then finally, it's okay to do check-ins. If they say, hey, you're invading my privacy. Well, remember (laughs) that this is all about accountability, trust. We live in a very transparent world. Um, There's cameras everywhere. Um, So nothing's very uh, much like my private or my private life or my secret. Um, uh, We want to teach them what Jesus says about walking in the light. Yeah, look at my phone. I want to show you that there's nothing inappropriate here. Mm -hmm. Um, I should be able to do that with you. You should be able to do that with me. Um, It's important to teach them about how this world works. Um, People who think that they can do things behind closed doors, man, you're going to get found out Mm -hmm. in this world. I think that never lasts. Yeah. So why not say, I want to be above board. I want to have high integrity, teach them about integrity, you know, from a young age, check-ins are just fine. Um, anything else you have to add today? No, I think we covered it. We did our best. We hope that these tools will bless you and help you. Um, If you're blessed by today's podcast, we encourage you to follow us, to share it with some other parents that hopefully can be blessed uh, by it. Please submit your questions to hello at sjdenver.org. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye.